Hey, this is John Jorgensen, and welcome to another episode of the Go With John Show. We launched the Go With John Show in November of 2020, and we're now in mid-2021, and we have around 30 episodes under our belt. We've already produced one best of show with funny clips from the first 30 episodes. And today we're going to talk about some of the best business tips that we got from some of our guests on the show. If you know me, you know how excited I get about launching and maintaining successful businesses. So we thought it would be fun to highlight some of these great business tips and stories. I'll also provide a little insight into each clip. So let's get started. Frank Stidman from Evolution Broadband talks about perseverance. In this clip, a friend of the show, Frank Stidman, talks about persevering in business, and I actually jump in and share some of my insights about a marketing company that I owned in the late 90s to the early 2000s. When I have tough days, I remember that, um, you know, perseverance is everything. It is. And they they say that, uh, you know, you could read a library full of books about business and how to succeed and this and that, but that is the number one factor yeah. in whether people succeed. So when you were having trouble, you told me that you got on the phone and made a hundred phone calls a day Absolutely. or something like that. I mean, yeah. that's serious perseverance. Well, yeah. So, so let's, you, well, let's talk about that for a second. So that was in 2000 and, uh, one after nine 11, I had mm-hmm. a marketing company and, uh, the the uh, it was right around nine eleven and the dot com crash all happened at the same mm-hmm. time and I had a lot of um, um, customers who were in that dot com space that mm-hmm. just all of a sudden evapor- uh, evaporated so I, I literally came to work one day and uh, was missing about fifty or sixty percent of my core Ooh. client base they were just Ooh. gone right overnight. They, over overnight, well, let's say it, let, let's say literally it happened over the course of about a thirty day period. I even had one customer place a huge order, and I was in their office building at in Tyson's Corner. And ironically, it was a Danish company. Uh, they placed a uh, huge order for uh, embroidered shirts. We produced them, and I was back thirty days later. They were gone. Wow. Every desk, office, every Ooh. every computer, the front door was locked. You could see through the glass doors, and you know that was the day. That was the moment I realized I was in in big wow. trouble, right? Because I had a huge tens of thousands of dollars that I had laid out that I wasn't. I wasn't not only going to get my capital back, but I wasn't going to get the profit sure. and that, that hurt. And, and I did, I got, I got to my desk and I started, I just said, I got to make a hundred calls a day. And I called and called and called. In fact, a lot of folks I called were landscapers because they were a huge consumer sure. of uh, shirts and jackets. And, and that was one of the things we did at our marketing company was produce that collateral. So, uh, but yeah, it was just pure tenacity. Oh that yeah. Got me through that. Boomer Foster talking about leadership. Boomer Foster, president of Long and Foster Real Estate, has a lot of great stories and insight from the road. In this clip, he talks about leadership, which is much more complicated than it seems. How do you think your experience with with team sports has uh, contributed to your success in business? So. I think that the two things that I took away from being a, an, an athlete, whether it's you know just through high school and then into college, are leadership and hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every day when I go into work, um, 
you know, my mindset is, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the building in all likelihood, but nobody's going to outwork me. And that, that too came from when I first started practicing law in Charleston, one of the best lawyers down there, he looked at me and said, listen, you're not always going to be the smartest guy in a courtroom, but you can always outwork the other guy or girl that's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so the way I approach my job and, and it's been refined and evolved over the years, because it used to be like I was just a big a bull in a china shop. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work as hard as I can from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep at night and good things are going to happen. And that did happen. But what I found is as I started refining and started thinking about where I want to be and setting goals mm -hmm. and having a plan, when you put those things together with a work ethic, then the results are going to be very good if you mm -hmm. have any sort of uh, talent. So, um, you know, team sports taught me that no matter how tired you get, you can always do more. Um, I, I don't think anything I ever did compares to what Navy SEALs do, but they always say that, you know, I, I love reading Navy SEALs books because mm -hmm. they're such tough dudes. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about the only easy day was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, um, it's, you know, I, I, what it really taught me is the value of a really significant work ethic and that leadership is about um, doing, not saying. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you get a lot of vocal people who are, profess to be leaders and they'll say one thing, but when you watch them perform, they'll do something completely different. Right. And I think you've got to have a consistency. Like I want to lead by example. If I, I don't want to ask somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. So if we're talking about, you know, uh, managers or regional managers, and you're talking about, you know, making contacts and recruiting and building mm -hmm. relationships, I, I don't have legitimacy if I'm sitting in the ivory tower and saying, you guys need to be doing this. If all I'm doing is sitting in the ivory tower and not out doing that myself. So right. leadership by example is something that I learned in football because I was very vocal um, when I first got to college. And, mm -hmm. and, and by the time, you know, at the end, it wasn't about, you know, do as I do. It wasn't about do as I say. Tom Mitchell. In this clip, my longtime friend and business owner, Tom Mitchell, gives some incredible advice about making connections. I hope you enjoy it. But in retrospect, what I tell young people that I meet, it's uh, forget the business for right now. Just put the business starting aside, the, the whole, you know, um, starting a business thing. Form one professional, personal relationship a month. Mm -hmm. that's what you do that's the key to success in business that's it mm -hmm. period you keep it forever you mm -hmm. keep that relationship that friendship terror we're friends forever right forever yeah so now so this is what magically happens you develop one friendship a month now i've never been a huge fan of bni you've done the bni and i'm not i don't speak bad right. of it i mean people have had rock stars right. some some spin their wheels but i think the concept of making friends mm -hmm. uh, and building on these relationships over years. Because what happens is uh, 15, 20 years into relationship, all these people are vice presidents. Right. And then as you get to my age, you know, 55 now, uh, they start to become company presidents. Right. And now, I mean, I've had a lot of relationships where I've gone hundreds of thousands of dollars out on jobs just because I we knew each other. Um, those kind of relationships are invaluable. And I would, and, and so regardless, even if you're going to work in, Corporate America, that's cool. But building friendships empowers you. It, it fulfills you. Right. And it's the key to, in my opinion, financial success. That's, that's brilliant. And I've never heard anybody say that before. That is, uh, and, that's, and, and that's very true. 
Because no matter what field you are in, <clears throat> the relationships go with you. Yeah. Lillian Jorgensen, my mother, an amazing real estate agent and an incredibly hard worker. And she talks a little bit about what works for you. In this clip, my mom talks about being true to yourself, even in business, and how to use your skills to succeed. So I think you as an agent, as an individual, you have to find your way. And of course, my my famous saying is when Frank Sinatra sings mm -hmm. in his farewell song mm -hmm. on stage, I did it my way. Yep. <laughs> and we are all individuals and you have to do it your way because you are who you are. Yeah. And yes, take all the information you hear, but you still have to apply it to how do you come across? How do you like to work? How do you like to get up in the morning? I like to get up in the morning and get dressed and be ready for the day. I'm ready to list and sell any time of the day. That's how I like to be. Mm -hmm. Somebody else likes to wake up and stay in their jammies for half a day and mm -hmm. then uh, go out in their tennis clothes for the other half a day and right. then wait for the phone call. That's not how I want to work. Right. And so you have to find out who are you. Mm-hmm. What do you want in life? And then just remember, the sky is the limit. If it is to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Nobody's going to give it to you. And I think that's the hardest thing to understand. Where are all these referrals and where are all the reloads and what about this? And I thought he was going to call me. There just isn't anything. you got to make it happen. You mm -hmm. have to put in the effort in all the different ways that you know how to uh, get the client yeah, I think the reality is, is if you take your destiny into your own hands, you can yeah. drive it wherever yeah. you want to drive yeah. it, right? Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, if you're waiting for uh, some other mechanism to make it happen for you, it's not going to happen. No, it's not right? going to happen. So all the no. tools are there. It's all there, yeah. Yeah, all the information's there. You've got to take it and make it your own. Yeah. And then really, I think the bottom line is you got to go knock on doors. Yeah. you got to go... Spend some well, shoe leather. Yeah, but of yep. course people don't like knocking on doors well, in reality uh, today. True. But yeah. um, but um, you've got to uh, follow up is maybe a better yeah. word than yeah. uh, follow up and um, network. Network. Meet yeah. people. Yeah. 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 Michael Schnitzer, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes, talking about luck. In this clip, the president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes, Michael Schnitzer, shares a great little nugget of information about what luck is to him. So I had this kind of like this one-off thing as a kid that kind of comes back to me mm -hmm. in spades, if you will. Right. Uh, based on how I, this little niche that I found myself in. Yeah. And um, I always like, uh, my father-in-law used to define this. So luck is where preparation meets opportunity, yep. right? Well, you so, and I talk about that yeah. actually quite a bit. I'm yeah. just completely lucky. Yeah. Because I was prepared yep. and I had the opportunity. In our final clip, CEO of Long & Foster Companies, Jeff Detweiler, shares a few of his business-related tips. If you want to hear all of them, check out episode 19 of the show with Jeff Detweiler. So here's a few.
Tell us, tell us some of your lessons uh, from the road. So you uh, were gracious enough. I asked you if uh, you could share a couple of business-related tidbits, which I ask everybody, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're talking to folks out there that are running a company, what are, what are uh, some of the things that you think are important? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I thought about a couple of things, John, and these are real simple things, and I think that uh, I, I've learned them in my position here, my role here, and throughout my career, but uh, these are things that would serve us all well in mm -hmm. life or, or, or in business, regardless of what your role is uh, the first one I would just say is um, good communications is so hard. Uh, I think it's underappreciated the value of good communications right. versus kind of mediocre or bad communications. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's overestimated how hard it really is to communicate. Completely agree with you. And, you know, just on that front is like, how hard could it be? You know, you you, you ask a question, I answer. It's yeah. like, how hard can that be? But that simple exchange between us can get all fouled up, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, and, and does every day. All, all the time. Yeah. All the time. And when you start dealing on a, on a larger and larger scale, yeah. um, if you start dealing instead of uh, you and your friend or maybe you and your spouse, start dealing with you and your family, it yeah. gets a little bit more complicated because right. there's more people. And it just gets exponentially more complicated. And I can't tell you how challenge, how much time we commit to trying to be good communicators throughout Long and Foster. And it's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that uh, as hard as it is and as valuable as good communications is, mm -hmm. as companies, we seldom ever try to develop our people or train them in how to be a good communicator. Right. I really was benefited one time earlier in my career where we spent an extraordinary amount of time with, a, we had a communications coach come in and the executive team had access to the communications coach and had to learn about how to communicate and, and mm -hmm. really more about like what goes wrong that we don't think about. Mm -hmm. You know, if I say something, if I say the door is blue on the house, um, I think I know what I'm saying. You may take a door as blue on the house and and interpret it as something different. Absolutely. And we get we kind of get off the rails there from the get go. So mm -hmm. that good communications is something that is really important. I think yeah. that you know. Well, and, and let, let me jump in on yeah. that for a second. And I and I say this all the time because I want people to get value out of this uh, podcast. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I preach is video, 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 because I learned early on. When, when you're doing a lot of communicating with a lot of people, when you're communicating with the public, that the public, and this is just my perspective, they're speaking, if they're calling you to interview you to be a realtor, they're also interviewing two or three other people usually. Right. If they're calling me to learn about building a house, they're usually talking to two or three other builders. And many, many, many times early on in my career, people would tell me that I told them something that I know for a fact I never said. Because if you ask me a question, there's an answer yes. to the question. Yes. There's not three different answers to the same question. Yes. So putting things in video, I think, brought a lot of comfort to my customers. Because not only could they hear me say it on the phone, I could say, hey, you know what, let me... I've got this conversation recorded in video. Let, let me send it to you. So yeah. I, I do understand how hard yeah. that is. And, yeah. uh, and, and within team members and training and all that, it is, it is, uh, it's a huge challenge. Yeah. 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 Another thing you and I briefly talked about it, uh, during the timeout or the break was that, uh, you know, in the context of communications, uh, email and texts are dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, are. you know, 
pick up the phone and call somebody or yeah. go see them and call them. The number of times that people get off the rails and all bent out of shape because they misinterpret what somebody means or is yes. saying in a text or a communication. And you've seen these chains, they go on and on and yeah. on and they deteriorate into an argument. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know who, th these people type a lot better than I do because yeah. it would take me forever, you know, <laughs> uh, to, to type out some of that. But it, it's just be very careful about using texts mm -hmm. and emails because they're misinterpreted all the time by the receiver. Right. And uh, you, you pick up the phone. Uh, yeah. And I think there's less lost in that. Yeah. And yeah. I think our colleague uh, Barry Redler has said to me many, many, many times uh, that if you can't solve something, in three volleys yeah. in an email, pick up the phone and speak like humans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So one, two, three, if it's not resolved, get yeah. on the phone, but you're absolutely yeah. right. It, it, and you know, one, one of the reasons that I, I think, and I'm sure that you would agree is that I think we all feel emboldened mm -hmm. to some point on an email where mm -hmm. we lose some of our, just our common decency and courtesy that right. we have when we speak to each other. You know, right. I think we feel more accountable to each other when I'm sitting here talking to you, Yes. you know, uh, and, um, but you know, we we seem to lose some of that in a text or email. And you read some of these emails. Are, are you serious? You really wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, you know, we just have to have uh, some more discretion on those things. Yeah. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So there you have it. Some truly amazing business tips from some incredibly successful people. If you want to hear more great tips and stories, head on over to GoWithJohn.com to listen to more episodes or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Go out there and build something extraordinary.